0: Bloody Elbow presents the sixth round post-fight show, which gives you an event rundown and full analysis of the bouts that took place on the current weekend's UFC event, complete with hot takes, possible next fights, and reactions to the overall card. Paid Bloody Elbow Podcast Substack subscribers will hear bonus content, if available, at the end of the broadcast. Be sure to subscribe at bloodyelbow.substack.com for our newsletter, and at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com for our podcast network. Follow us on Twitter at BloodyElbow, Facebook at Facebook.com BloodyElbowBlog, and as always, on BloodyElbow.com. Thanks for listening. Here are your Bloody Elbow Fight Analysts. Cigar Page put together a great offering special for our readers. 60 G's baby! The team at Bloody Elbow had some laughs thinking about those old school UFC fight bonuses and how far some of those early fighters have come. The 60 G's baby deal from Cigar Page is five 90 plus rated cigars and a travel humidor. This is a value of $90 that Cigar Page is offering Bloody Elbow readers for $25. While that cigar culture is alive and well in the MMA community, it may not be your thing, and it also makes an awesome gift for the holidays. You can grab this deal today at CigarPage.com slash 60GsBaby. That's CigarPage.com 60GSBaby.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sixth Round Post Fight Show with me, Zane Simon, and my co-host, once again, as always, Eddie Mercado. We're coming to you all just from the close here of UFC Fight Night. Song versus Gutierrez and uh a pretty solid card right up until that main event where that was just not interesting. Nope, it was boring. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up
2: boring. And uh Yeah. I kind of uh I was afraid this might have happened. I was um I definitely expected a decision. But I expected way more wow moments. Like I expected, I expected when song landed, I ex- he he had one knockdown. I expected yeah. him to do much more damage. But Gutierrez is just so fucking elusive and sticky, and like I
1: hate watching him fight, dude. I fucking hate. Okay, him. I I know I've defended it in the past, but you got a point tonight. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I, lie. I mean, it. he's a, he's. He's a classic neutralizer. He's a dude. His whole game is geared around taking things away from other from other fighters from making their fight their fights worse rather than adding his own offense in. That was that's who he was way back in the day. he's he's improved and changed a lot of things, but I think you know, you put him in against really high level athletes and he just falls right back into that neutralizer role where it's just all about. What if I just don't let you do anything? And it's like, yeah, nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to watch somebody fight when their whole game is just, what if we don't fight? What if What if this fight doesn't have to happen? And unfortunately, I think what this also showed, and credit to Connor, he pointed this out on the Viv action. I didn't really quite believe him, but I believe him now. That Song Yadong has really bad pressuring footwork. He can't cut the cage off at all. And that really showed up big in this. Because I think, you know, unfortunately, Goodyear has made Song look really uncomfortable out there. Like, he just could not step, step and cut him off while landing his own offense. And the only times he could do it was when he absolutely went all out blitz and made up for the lack of footwork with speed and when he shot in and just looked to take Gutierrez down.
2: Yeah, but you also have to credit Gutierrez. Oh, for yeah, he's being just obstinate and He's got good footwork.
1: He's got good elusive footwork and that that's what to deal with? It is. It show it it really when somebody else has good footwork and they don't want to fight, it really makes people with bad footwork show up. Like it really shows off the a hole in in somebody's game when you get that kind of match. And, yeah, the, the result is just kind of nobody walks away really looking good. Song Yudong looked uncomfortable. He he It's a credit to him that he found a way to win despite looking uncomfortable, that he found the wrestling. He got to dominant positions. He got a knockdown. He did start doing some damage late in the fight. But it really took him three solid rounds to get up the determination to just just not care what Gutierrez had to throw at him and just walk walk into him
2: right and once he realized he can control him from the top yeah then he's Uh, like well why stand and bang with this guy and have this frustrating fight when I can just get on top and hold him there yeah which I get
1: you know I I get I don't blame Song at all for this this is I blame him a little he needs to learn to cut the cage off better if he's going to be a top tier fighter if He's gonna beat the Corey if he's gonna not lose that fight to Corey Sandhagen. If he's gonna, you know, beat Peter Yan, Peter Yan, and well, see, all that's that.
2: my problem. Why are you gonna call him out?
1: Yeah, I know. You're just on this whole like save Peter Yan from the tough fight. I kid. just
2: want to see him get a win and then put I, him against one of these guys.
1: Can we get him a win? All the killers want to fight Peter Yan, Peter Eddie.
2: I, I understand that, but like, damn,
1: can my guy get a dub first? <laughs> I know, but the, the unfortunate thing is, too, you know that Pyotr Jan wants to fight all the killers. Like, he's not going to be like, oh, I don't want well, to fight tough fights. He just faced off with Conor McGregor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How awkward was that? Did you see it?
1: No, I didn't. I just saw somebody... Who was it that was making fun of it saying that they needed to like hopefully everybody because it was yeah. weird. It was really weird. Yeah. I saw somebody saying, Hey guys, I need a Bantamweight weight to face off with a flyweight and a promotion that nobody cares about or something. It's like
2: the the further removed Connor gets from fighting, the the more weird and awkward his face-offs become. Yeah. Remember his thing with Mike Perry? Like they had their little face-off and like. Nobody,
1: nobody knew what was going on or why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely one of those things where Conor McGregor has a UFC fight in front of him, and that seems to anything else in the world is what he would rather be doing. Running for president of Ireland. Right. Going like fighting Piotr Jan, fighting Mac or Mike Perry, fighting. Dustin Poirier again fighting Justin Gagey
2: some litter, guy at
1: the bar some, yeah whatever he could do that is not fight Michael Chandler that is what Conor McGregor wants to be doing right now uh, yeah otherwise like I say I mean it just kind of sucks for these small events because they, li- they always live by the main event so this, one, this fight card wasn't bad, but it ended on a, a real down note.
2: No, it wasn't bad. The main card,
1: I think, started a little rough. And I mean, rough. I enjoyed some of the scrambling between Moonies and J- uh Yong Park. But I hated seeing Jen Yong Park lose that way in the end.
2: I hate seeing Mooneys win in that way. That's disgusting. Yeah. Damn that. That's. Yeah. that's mm.
1: Like I, I enjoyed the prolonged. I actually enjoyed the prolonged grappling battle that won Mooneys his one clean round. Really, park- you like the
2: just holding on like that
1: well where, well, where park is constantly working to try drinking,
2: to get zane uh, you better ship me a bottle bro <laughs> that shit sucked it was boring i love grappling i got a fucking rev gear jiu-jitsu shirt on
1: you do you I do. love
2: me some jiu-jitsu that second round was trash
1: see i just hate the the first and the third where mooney's tried to hold on but got punched a bunch. And the judges were like, no, you didn't get punched enough. So we're going to give you the holding rounds.
2: One judge gave it to him.
1: Yeah. One judge gave it to Park. You know, whatever. All right. Let's talk about a good fight. Khalil Roundtree, Anthony Smith. And this just felt like the only thing they came, they came to do tonight was trade power shots. You know, it was never like a frenetic brawl, but it was just everything Anthony Smith is doing is trying to line Khalil Roundtree up to hit him really hard. And everything Khalil Roundtree is doing is trying to line Anthony Smith up to hit him really hard. Not surprised.
2: Yeah, it's kind of as advertised. I I expected more leg kicks, honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Smith has always been prone to him. Roundtree went to him for a little bit, but. I think, you know, honestly, Smith kind of, I, I felt like he took a pretty good approach to this, which was to either to just kind of ping between pressing Roundtree really hard or forcing Roundtree to really come to him and never really just sitting in that middle distance, which is actually, I think, what ended up getting him knocked out is the point where he just kind of got off of really stepping on the gas against Roundtree and just tried to get at the edge of the pocket and trade with him at the end there late in the fight. But early on, like I think he took the the low kicks out of it by just really going after Roundtree hard early in the fight, which felt like the right move.
2: Yeah, you got to pressure Roundtree. You have to make it a fight.
1: Yeah. Honestly,
2: I don't think there's anyone as scary as Khalil Roundtree that is um that just does not have his fight or flight in check. Yeah. Like every fight seems like he's in a real fight.
1: It like does.
2: It never looks like a competition, you know? And he's such a boss. And and if he just romps on the gas, it's like he can take anybody out. But then when he feels that pressure, it's like, why are you backpedaling?
1: Yeah. Run through
2: Anthony Smith. Run through him. You have all the tools to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just up here you gotta you gotta like know that you have that and and that's that's the only real knock on Khalil Roundtree.
1: that said, I am now for the first time never considered it before he said it, but the idea of Khalil Roundtree versus Alex Pereira a light heavyweight like it doesn't even have to be a title fight. maybe Alex Pereira loses the belt in a to in a year or something, and we just you need somebody else to fight. Khalil Roundtree is that dude. That is the fight I absolutely want to see get made. Also, in response to uh Sumdut Roy here, I am going how many losses does Smith need to stop being one win away from a title shot? I think he's got like three more in him. What do you think?
2: It's the division. Everybody's yeah. one win away from a title shot.
1: Honestly. Anthony Smith does feel very much like he's in that Glover to share territory where there was a point where Glover was losing every other fight and you were still like, yeah, hey, he's still just right there.
2: Yeah. And it's like it's his consolation prize for not cheaply winning the uh, light heavyweight title off of John Jones. That's right. He could have taken that and got the DQ. So, you know, he gets the rub sometimes. <sighs>
1: Yeah, awesome win for Roundtree. Great KO. That that dance Anthony Smith did there, man. Oh, man. He or how about was... just
2: the towering over with yeah, the
1: threat of the, the hammer? The, like, <laughs> do you want it? Do you want <laughs> Yeah, like, you, are you really going <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, absolutely. Man. And Smith, meanwhile, stepping on all the marbles out there. Just...
2: I really wish Khalil Roundtree would have turned to the crowd and done the
1: (laughs) sideways thumb. Yeah,
2: with the hammer fist, like. "Ah." (laughs) (laughs) What a gentleman, though, huh?
1: Yeah, no kidding.
2: Like Anthony Smith is a cool dude, or so it seems. No need to dish out some unnecessary punishment, and it kind of makes up for you know stomping out the knees of guys.
1: (laughs) Hey, hey, it's a fight. It, yeah, it, no. it's legal. I'm for it. I'm for it too. Well, I'm not but, for uh, it, but like, he, well, yeah, I'm I'm for it. It. you know, what I mean. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, for that, Nasrath Hockbrosst, Jamie Malarkey, and I was saying earlier this week that, like, man, I bet Jamie Malarkey would just kill to have Nasrath Hockbrosst base base athleticism, because this is just one of those like, Malarkey's the dude who. Has none of the gifts, but tries really hard to integrate everything into his game and do everything. Hawk Parast is out there as mini Gastelum, just kind of coasting on being faster and harder hitting than everybody. And poor Malarkey, like you go out there and it's just like, oh wait, no, yeah, this dude's way faster than you. I'm sorry, man. That's that's a wrap. Yeah, that's tough. That's... but I
2: mean. Kind of saw it coming. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, what can you do? Like, Malarkey's weird, man. He's like just kill or be killed. He's either he's either just all over somebody or he's getting smoked.
1: Well, he's he's like I say, he's not that athletic. So you think I think he really has to go out there and do everything. He has to go out there and put people through everything. But he's also a lot of the guys that make that work are really insanely durable, and he's not that. And oh, that's man. a terrible combination of having to be aggressive and not being able to take all the shots. That dude, bless his heart, man.
2: He tried to stay yeah. on that go, he got dropped and just stood back I up know, and just yeah. ate so many punches to the forehead. Oh man, <laughs> unblocked. Uh, it was almost cartoonish. Like, that was pretty bad.
1: Was Solid win there. for Hawk Barras, though looks you know when he wins when he wins big he looks great so
2: yeah he's on a little tear now
1: yeah i'm just just still waiting for that day when he stops. When, when he looks to throw st- other stuff than the one i mean i guess this fight was a good step in that direction he actually hurt malarkey with an uppercut i believe what's that was
2: an overhand
1: oh maybe it overhand was left always the overhand left. but then that, he, like, that is the safest bet. yeah
2: i mean he hit him with so many punches it's true as he was like standing back up yeah so there was probably a couple uppercuts in there
1: all right uh for that bantamweight bout tim elliott sumudarji and man what a performance from tim elliott on short notice
2: yeah no kidding I was afraid just, this was going to happen.
1: <laughs> I, I picked Elliot because I was just like, you know what? It's super short notice, but a matchup. Sometimes a matchup is just a matchup. Mm-hmm. And Sumudarji's takedown defense is not that great. And the biggest thing is, he's a dude who always wants to stay aggressive and always wants to stay in the fight. So he's just willing to make mistakes grappling. He's just willing to scramble with people willing to not try to play it safe never trying to just like oh i'll just hold you down and wait till i see what happens and elliot's a dude that you know you can't really afford to do that with
2: no it's true he's that
1: a blood multi-veteran the blood spraying out of his mouth He's like a fucking dolphin or
2: something yes. <laughs> that was nuts
1: Man, it was like his last, it was like his dying breath. (laughs) It it was absolutely a death rattle.
2: (laughs) Man, shout out to Elliot, though, man. He just showed up, did his thing. Yeah,
1: Loved it, loved to see it. Loved his post-fight speech, talking about how, you know, he just feels like he's out there in his post-contender years, just looking to have as many fun fights as he can.
2: Yeah, he's looking to get paid. He's mm-hmm. quite often. How about that little somersault roll he did into the the body kick?
1: <laughs> that was that was awesome. That was way 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 better than Chris Gutierrez's Imanari role, which we <laughs> we skipped over. True, but that really has to be like, man, Gutierrez. You could see all the frustration in round four out there. You know, oh yeah, he's,
2: he's talking to the referee. He's talking to the audience
1: not and he, moving to his corner when he sits down. Yeah, and he's doing that whole like, "Oh, he hit me in the back of the head when Tim turning away from shots." And it's like, "Man, you can't you can't turn away from punches and complain if it hits you in the back of the head. That's on you." And then he that round 5, that was just it felt like the ultimate, I don't know what I'm doing anymore out here. Here's my Hail Mary might as well be a give up situation where it's like you're not you're not get you have yet how many aminari roles have you done in the gym that have been successful because right that looked like it was zero
2: no they're tough especially in like a yeah. real life situation that's wild yeah um but i don't feel bad for him at all you want to fucking come out here and neutralize people and be boring i'm glad you're frustrated i'm glad <laughs> how's it feel <laughs> yeah, I mean, this goes both ways, guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, for that, we already kind of got into it. Andre Mooney's Park Junyon or Jun-Yong Park. This was really my sad fanboy moment of the fight moment of the card for me, because I love seeing the Iron Turtle win. And this felt like a very winnable fight for him. And every time that he actually got in good position, it looked like a super winnable fight. Anytime he got on top of Andre Mooney's, he just lit him up. But that was for like a minute total out of 15 minutes. I still think he won the fight. I still think he won the fight too. I'm extra salty about it.
2: Yeah, this is whack. It makes me hate Mooney's, you know? Yeah. What the fuck, dude? You come out here and hug the guy? For, you know, f- damn near, uh, probably close to 14 minutes. Let's
1: see what we got on the stats. Yeah, you you know, know. it's got to
2: be pretty close to that.
1: Andre Mooney's had... But no damage? Nine nine minutes and 34 seconds of control and 14 landed significant strikes. How many significant strikes did the turtle have? 27.
2: That's what I'm saying, dude. This is bullshit.
1: Yeah. And in round one, Park had 13 compared to Mooney's with three. <laughs> and in round three, Park had eight to Mooney's with two.
2: Yeah, this is I don't
1: know. I don't know. And they know. were even both the thing the thing that really gets me is they're even both credited with two minutes of control in that round. In round three. But only one judge gave it to him. Oh well, no, two judges gave it to him, and the third didn't. So,
2: yeah, this is um, this is unfortunate. Like, it how is. did Mooney's win? I don't understand.
1: <sighs> Just, I mean, I do pure, understand. It's a control reward, and that you know it feels wrong. Yeah, it feels gross. I feel dirty. I feel yeah. like you going to give me shower. Hate to see it, really. All right. Further down on the card, welterweight bout, Kevin Juse against Song Kinan, And um, pretty decent performance for Juse. Just kind of highlighted the typical problem for Song Kinan, which is that he doesn't throw nearly enough offense. And he doesn't
2: throw in combinations. Yeah, like he doesn't he doesn't have any sustained offense it's these no. little ass bursts and like and they're super effective when he does go and does pull the trigger but he doesn't do it enough yeah and I mean struggle with that range also here
1: I think it's just a thing where he really doesn't like to like a lot of fighters he doesn't like to sit down in the pocket and trade for long 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 periods of time because it's too easy to get lost defensively and not know where the next punches coming, and so you could see Juse out there throwing three or four shots, and Kenan would step in with, like, one, and it would be a good one, but then he would just be like, okay, if you're throwing two or three, I gotta back out and reset. And it's just like, I mean, you got the power. Juse is stock stiff standing up there with his chin. Yeah. All you gotta do is just keep throwing, you know? But
2: he even doesn't. had that that nice left elbow once mm-hmm. he got to the clinch, but just couldn't quite do enough damage with the, with his moments, and really got lit up with that jab like that. Yeah, busted his eye up, just disrupted his rhythm, kept him on the outside. Juice Age just did his thing.
1: Yep, those yep. leg kicks were really
2: effective too.
1: So solid fight from him. Really kind of just. Cruised to a fairly dominant decision,
2: and that's the thing. Like, if he can put if he can learn to build off that jab,
1: he's a problem. Yeah, yeah. he is. I'm still worried about his defensive posture. There's a fight out there with like Chaos Williams or something that's just going to see him get absolutely nuked someday. But, yeah,
2: what weight is this? Welterweight, okay, yeah,
1: probably. You know, Shavkot Rachmanov or something, but like there are a lot of fighters too that that just don't have that power. They don't have that fluidity to to land easily on him. Song Kinan is a big power hitter, but he couldn't find it. So Yeah, he's got, you know, the 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 fundamentals. I, I like Jusei because I feel like he is a great example that the base tools that city kickboxing is teaching guys are really effective. Like, when you're, when you're unathletic dudes fight like that, that's a good sign for your camp overall,
2: you know? I wouldn't say he's that unathletic.
1: Okay, he's but he's not Israel Adesanya or Volkanovsky.
2: He is a little stiff on the stand-up. Yeah,
1: he's a little stiff. He's not as, you know, fast or fluid as some of the other guys. He's not He's not one of the top, top tier guys there. That jab is yeah.
2: pretty fluid.
1: It, it's a good jab. They're teaching him good fundamentals is what I'm saying. All right. Uh, that gets us to a flyweight bout. Park Hyun Sung against Shannon... or Hyun Sung Park against Shannon Ross. And man... Like, I I refuse to be the person to tell anybody just to, to stop fighting, and tell anybody to retire. But what I will do is I will hunt down and find out who Shannon Ross's coaches are, and I will text them that they should tell him to retire. Just not no, I didn't say it because you know, I'm just a fan watching from the outside. I don't know what his life is like. I don't know what his situation is like, but I do know that you can't be getting knocked out this much. So here's the thing.
2: It's like, this is his fourth stoppage loss in a row. Yeah. And like the first three are like concussions. This one is bodywork. Like, you just got your ass kicked. Like He's just I, not durable anywhere. You got the piss kick, but like, you're not, you don't have the striking for the UFC.
1: Yeah. You or the I mean? durability. He doesn't have the durability for MMA at all. Sure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he, 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 that's tough. Like, it is. Like, that's how do you give somebody that message that, like, you are not physically tough enough for this sport?
2: I don't even know how he got into the UFC.
1: They liked his heart and his story. And he had some like fan appreciation and he put on a war on the contender series. So they were like, okay, fine. We'll give you a contract too. And, uh, feel like a mistake. <laughs> Cause like, you just, I mean, I I'm glad he's getting paid more than he would on the regionals for taking this damage that but that's pretty small consolation it was cool watching that though yeah it was a great yeah
2: double hooks to the liver like pretty
1: shit that was really pretty
2: it was a lot of fun and you know ross was competitive for like the first 30 seconds
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) he had a moment (laughs) in there no he's the thing is is if you go and watch his fights from the regionals when he doesn't get slept He's a pretty good, solid veteran fighter who can make a lot of things happen. He's been around a long time. He's fun. He's well-rounded. Very much a glass cannon. Yeah. Reminds me kind of of like uh, Sam Cecilia. Ooh. Okay. Pulling out the old school Mm -hmm. reference thing. Yeah, yeah. The no defense is a very Sick Jitsu way to fight. Defense (laughs) is for sissies. That's right. That's what offense is for. That's right. (laughs) Uh, That brings us to a lightweight, but speaking of that's what offense is for, (laughs) Steve Garcia, Melchizedek Costa. I really thought that Costa would just put out too much offense for Garcia and make things too tough for Garcia to wade in on him. And he's never been knocked out before Costa. So I was just like, you know, Garcia, he's a he's a venomous brawler in the pocket, but he has to get into the pocket to make that happen. I don't think right. Costa's gonna let that happen. And Costa hang, hung on for dear life for a round. And then Garcia just bulldozed him. Like that was that was the pure rage of being hugged for a round expressed in its purest form.
2: No, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. That's uh, that's what I wanted the
1: Iron Turtle to do. Me too. I, I, I'm a big, I'm a big Steve Garcia fan as a fighter too. I love, I love watching him because any chance he gets, he is always his most violent self. You know? Yeah, I but love it. It's awesome.
2: I really wanted to pick him here too, but I just couldn't.
1: No, I didn't. I, like I said, Coast has never been knocked out, and he puts out a lot of offense and. I thought, you know, Garcia, he gets hurt, and he loses early in every fight. And He didn't even get hurt early in this fight. He still lost it early. And so I was like, yeah, hey, Costa can just keep that up and kind of cruise by him. Garcia's just, he's getting mean.
2: like Yeah, like Matt Brown mean. Yeah. He's nasty. So. Yeah, that ground and pound was ridiculous, dude. He went like right from the rear naked choke to fucking elbows,
1: elbows. Yeah, a true, a true bloody elbow, as, uh, as as people noted on Twitter.
2: Yeah, that was uh, that was filthy, and his call out was phenomenal.
1: Hmm. Nate Landwehr, Steve Garcia. Yeah, I want to watch the hell out of that fight. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. We gotta it. mention. We gotta mention that too. Melchizio Costa was ref wrestling the ref for like 30 full seconds yeah. after after that TKO. Yeah, he was
2: trying a single leg on someone with pants and shoes on.
1: Yeah, he basically had a hand in the ref's back pocket, fishing for change, and still didn't realize <laughs> that this was not Steve Garcia. Yeah, that's that's pretty rocked. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was ridiculous. Uh um yeah just awesome violence from garcia out there and yeah i hope he got a bonus for that yeah me too
2: especially he had that sickness last week he had to pull out of the fight Mm -hmm. which is really probably a better move for him you know making costa peak twice so to speak
1: yeah yeah
2: cut that weight twice
1: Man. This was a night of great call outs in general, though. Like Steve Garcia calling out Nate mm-hmm. Uh Then we had Tim Elliott. Who was he calling out? Well, he did... called for anybody. He called for anybody. That's right. No, it was uh... Then... Uh, Roundtree called out Alex Pereira. Roundtree called out Alex Pereira. And then Tyra Pratt- called oh. out Mukayev. Yeah, Tyra called out Muhammad Mukayev, which we'll get to this fight in a second, but that was also. That's an awesome call-out that I want to see. So, uh, before that, unfortunately, another complete stinker of a fight. Luana Santos, Stephanie Egger, and Santos missing weight, and then just... This is one of those fights that, like... I can't even remember who I scored it for. I almost want to say I might have scored it for Egger. Sure, I think I did. But every round, it was basically, it should have just been a 28-28. Every round was so close and there was so little dividing any performance in any round that being like, oh, yeah, this person definitely, they won that round. You got to score it this way. I thought
2: the first round was pretty clear for Santos. She was throwing a lot of kicks early. Maybe. I don't know. But this fight was trash. I expected a lot of crazy scrambles, and we got none of them. Yeah.
1: No. Just a bunch of wall install. Just a bunch of cage hugging.
2: Yeah, not
1: not a good fight at all. Terrible fight. Uh, Glad not to have to talk about it anymore. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, then we got the Tatsuro, Tyra, Carlos Hernandez flyweight fight. And this fight was... Also really solid. This was fun.
2: Yeah, it was uh Hernandez came to scramble.
1: He did for 30
2: seconds. <laughs> <laughs> After that, he just got dominated on the ground.
1: Yep. Tyra yeah. is he is just a beast. On the I mat. like
2: how Tyra didn't um he didn't want that submission. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? He was like, Oh, I dropped you, I hurt you with, with some stand-up. I'm getting me a knockout. He took me on the knockout. I really like that.
1: It was great to see. He, uh, he looks good. I still, you know, his, sh- his striking game is still a little shallow. He had a lot of reach and power and just physicality on Hernandez out here. But it was nice to see him putting his shots together like that and going after the TKO and just pursuing that and, like, getting more comfortable with this striking and all that. That really feels like what you want to see out of him is he tries to grow that part of his game. So and then calling out Mokayev because Mokayev is not a comfortable striker. He's not at all at this point in his career. So that fight feels like it'll be an absolutely insane scramble. Because Mokaev is also he is confident enough that I know he thinks he can out scramble. To to see, and
2: that's the thing they're both confident that they'll yeah. grapple the other so i don't think this would be one of those situations where the grapplers decide to stand i think no. they'll actually mix it up and yeah be insane two like top tier flyweight scramblers
1: sign me up yeah i want to see that a lot so i hope the ufc makes that i hope uh Mokaev wants to take that fight I realize it's not really a step up in the rankings for him, but it's just a cool fight to make, so I want to see. Yeah, it. and it's one that um, one of those that might get revisited
2: way later down the line. Yeah, you know what I mean. They fight now, and then fight in like five
1: years or something. Exactly. They both seem like fighters that could easily be title contenders in that division someday. And then we open the whole thing up with a uh, women's strawweight bout: Talita Alencar. Ran, uh, no, it's not Rayanne. It's Heine. Heine. I'm going to just yeah. say Amanda. You can say Amanda Heine all you want. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Heine, Heine, Amanda. That doesn't. I <laughs> Stop it,
2: Zane. <laughs> You're a child. <laughs>
1: But, uh, yeah, I don't really feel like Alan Carr won this – or Alan Sar won this fight. I'm not going to make a big um,
2: argument for it. But No, nah, she did a butt scoot, man. Yeah. You can't you can't butt scoot in MMA. I don't no. respect it. <laughs> not and a the round of the butt scoot, I'm going to be honest with you.
1: And I get that Amanda looked like she was flagging pretty bad. Like her body language was all – all trash by the end of the fight but Alan saw didn't land anything great because of that. She didn't do anything dominant because Amanda was tired. It just ended up, you know, it's just kind of a sloppy fight, but whatever.
2: It's just not high level MMA.
1: Yeah,
2: It's not. It's what it is.
1: Yeah, kind of you know. This looked like an all right card on paper, and some of it paid off pretty well. But hard to feel hyped, man. I'm I'm walking away from this, and I'm just kind of like, I know I didn't take any of the energy out of it, you know. Yeah,
2: and I wasn't I wasn't that thrilled going in. Yeah, I'm more excited for next next week's Karate Combat event than I was for this card.
1: Well, yeah, that's because they're. Pu- are you are you going out to to visit it again?
2: Hell yeah, I'm going out to visit it again.
1: See? Yeah, yeah. How could you not be more excited for that? <laughs> that get-
2: is uh, Bendo three. Come on, yeah, now. you're,
1: you're going to get the fanboy around GSP again.
2: Yeah, uh, Sam Alvey's fighting uh, Ross Levine for the heavyweight title, and guess who's cornering Sam Alvey. The UFC middleweight champion Sean Strickland. Oh, oh, no, there you go. I'm gonna try to score an interview with him. Well, see.
1: I, 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 now I have to wonder if it's gonna be him and him and Alvy's wife together because nah, <laughs> Strickland no, haven't. Do, you don't, her, 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 don't do I would not then. want her to have to to put up with Sean Strickland for like the whole time through a
2: fight. Oh, I'm sure she's she's she has spent a lot of time putting up with Sean Strickland. Yeah. I think she's she's accustomed to it. But, yeah, I, it's, I just think it's going to be a bigger event than what we saw tonight.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I can't argue with that. Oh, we got one question here that uh, I can, I you know, feels worth addressing. Does the 50-44 versus Gutierrez concern anyone slightly? I didn't think round five was a 10-8, which is what I have to assume got scored a 10-8. But doesn't concern me too much. It was Song on top for pretty much the whole thing after that stupid Imanari role. So I can yeah, see I mean, how a judge on a bad day would make that call.
2: It, no, it was a Gutierrez was on, on the uh, the business end of a 10-8. Um, not because of what Song was doing, but for being a dork.
1: Yeah, it you was the, you, you the MNRI penalty
2: and do this MNRI bullshit. It's like, yeah, 10 you
1: Yeah, I'm not probably really kidding. Everybody's time. It feels like the the kind of fluky play in MMA scoring that we're going to see. You see every day, every event. It's not, you know. But on the same token,
2: the Iron Turtle shouldn't have lost.
1: Exactly. Like that to Alan me is Card much more.
2: Probably shouldn't have won. I don't know. Yeah. So the judge and Adelaide Bird was on that opening. The one judging that opening fight, also. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, Not a great card. No. We're gonna we're gonna drop in with some bonus content over on our Substack.
0: To access the bonus content of this show, you must be a paid subscriber. To do that, go to BloodyElbowPodcast.substack.com and subscribe today.